What's up, guys? Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm grateful for this platform. This is a good one today. I got one of my good buddies, Robert Turkliff from Lunkers TV. He's back, and uh, I got him to finally be honest with me. This is this is going to be um, this is going to be fun. And those of you, those of you that are fans of Lunkers TV are going to like it. Those of you uh, that don't know who he is, he's a very interesting guy. So you'll like it as well. This podcast is brought to you. By Raycon, and I got some of these Raycon earbuds today. Literally today, unboxed them. And in this world of everything is online, everything is digital, everything is you're needing to work from home, you're needing to exercise from home, whatever it might be, you're going to need some earbuds. And you're probably a little bit frustrated with there's so many earbuds on the market, and you you got to think about spending hundreds of dollars. Um, I want to tell you about these, and they sponsored this podcast. So you you got to know that uh, Raycon, first of all, are half the price of any other premium premium wireless earbud on the market, and they also sound amazing. They're they're just as good as any top audio brands that you know. Uh, their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. They've got six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise isolating fit. It's really important for me if I'm on an airplane. Uh, first of all, I need battery power, uh, and then I also need uh, something that's kind of discreet. And doesn't look like I've got these big bulky earphones, but I've also I need something that um, seals and gets rid of all that airplane noise. So I, I got to tell you guys that I tried these out, and they're super simple. They're super small. They f- they fit right in, and this voice says "power on, connected." Um, it took it took zero effort to connect this with my phone. Um, so. Coming up on on all the new uh, Zoom meetings and things I have to do, these are going to be perfect. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast, perfect for you. Uh, If you are listening to my new album, this is going to be great. I I, I would highly recommend these. I actually listened to a bunch of my rough mixes today with these Raycons, and it was great. Um, you've heard me talk about this company. It was co-founded by Ray J, and it's endorsed by celebrities like Snoop Dogg, uh, and I want to tell you guys that now you could actually get these, the, these ones that I'm holding right now, you can get these from Raycon right now get 15% off your order at buy Raycon. That's R A Y C O N.com slash Granger. So buy Raycon.com slash Granger for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds by Raycon.com slash Granger. You guys are not going to be disappointed. They are they are so small and they fit they fit so good in my pocket. Like if you if you need ear earbuds, you want them. They're like the size of a key of a car key. You just slide in your pocket. Um, I, I also mentioned this album. In this album, I've been working like crazy. It's going to have a lot of songs on it, and. I honestly feel like this is my best record I've ever done, best album I've ever done, best collection of songs I've ever put together. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. I believe it's going to come out in September. Um, you know, it's always hard to guarantee a release date because things happen. Um, but I'm on schedule right now for September, and I just approved a bunch of these mixes. A lot of the stuff was recorded right here at the Yee Yee Farm, right where I'm sitting. And I'm just so proud of it. It's got a, a really diverse group of songs. 
So we've got some Earl songs. We've got some good old Roll Your Windows Down country music. Uh, we have some songs that are going to make you think. I hope a couple of songs that are going to make you cry. At least they make uh, my wife Amber cry. So I'm just, gosh, I'm so excited. And I'll be telling you guys more and more about this new album. And I'll be revealing the title of it. I also already took the pictures for the cover. So I'll be approving all that this week. I have to have everything turned in so that it gets to you guys on time. I have to have it all turned in like by the end of next week. So the race is on. Um, it's always a little bit of a hustle at the end of an album, and I'm always a little bit worn out because it takes a lot of brain power and a lot of thinking uh, to to kind of just weed my way through a lot of the decisions that have to be made musically. Um, and I, I've just, but I like that. I've I've always produced my records. And I like to have that kind of control, creative control for better or for worse. If it comes out and it's bad, I like to know that I'm the one that made it bad. And I, that's my fault. I hate the thought that, well, I had these songs and someone else produced them and recorded them. And I have no control over that. And if you don't like them, that's a terrible thought that I handed off what you're going to be listening to to someone else. So all that being said, I love it. I hope you do too. Be watching my socials for as we start revealing and re- re- releasing a few of these songs early, which we will be doing. And it's going to be a fun fall. This podcast, Robert Turkla, the man behind Lunkers TV, one of the most popular, most viewed, most subscribed to fishing channels, freshwater fishing channels on all of YouTube. Uh, he's built an empire with, with what he's done. He's also a vet. And he's also seen a lot. He has a lot of stories. And I've never really asked him about it. So I wanted to go a little bit deep and wanted him to get honest with me on this podcast. And it's a good one. So here you go. Thank you for watching. Episode 40. Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. to how many of my concerts on a normal 2020 if this had been a normal year your yours you would have been to you have been on the bus with us mm-hmm. uh at least a handful at, at least, least two at or least, three i mean like weekends of yeah run. at least at least a handful yeah for sure it's kind of a it kind of sucks actually as a matter of fact i think we were supposed to be up north weren't we i swear you were supposed to pick me up on the way up north we were yeah I don't know. I don't know what it was though. 
Because it was in June. It was supposed to be in June. I'm sure. It actually was supposed to be in June. Everything (laughs) everything is gone. So... how has this? Uh, we, you're, you're, by the way, you're my only repeat guest on this podcast. That's so, good so far. That's a good. And so, the first one we did, you know, virtually. No, yes, that was that was at the very beginning of all this. Like yeah, the very beginning. So now, since then, how has uh, how has your work been altered? Uh, not much, really. I guess I kind of stayed home for like a week and a half, and then I was like, Nah, we got. I, I I gotta work. Yeah. So I'm never really like. In the only time I'm actually with people is like maybe now, but I don't go into the store very often. I get Chick Fil A every morning, and I go to my land, and then I come back home. I'm not around anybody. How far is your land from where you live? About an hour. I drive okay. up there, do whatever I need to do, fish, shoot some guns, do something stupid, and then come back home. And so I was never really affected, really. And that's your work. That's it. That is literally it. I told you. I tell you this all the time, but as a country singer. Who has a job that that I always hear people uh, that say, "Man, that must be awesome." I'm the one that tells you that, <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Guess. You go out and you fish and you shoot some stuff. That's it, and that's your job. Yeah, that's it. Got to be entertaining for 15 minutes of someone's life a day. But do you wake up every morning and go, "Man, I love this job." No, you don't. No, I wake. You're up, not that kind of guy. No, I wake up I'm like, "Oh, I gotta get the work done," and then I come home like, "All right, let's have a glass of whiskey." Or I've, now, now I'm on the workout phase for like the last six months. I literally work all day and then I come home and I work out in my garage because it's hot as hell. You got your bench press back up to where it was? I am sitting at probably around 225. And no, I'll probably never get back over 300 ever. You were three. What, I was at 315. Yeah, 315. I'll probably never get back up there. Maybe I will. I don't know. Probably not. Because I have no one to spot me. So I'm literally just doing like a lot of reps. I always do eight to 10. So. What I'm interested, like, I want to get off anything we talked about last time. Yeah, you have Lunkers TV, one of the yeah. most successful fishing shows on YouTube, um, wildly successful with Guggen and all of your branding, wildly successful. Um, you're a one percenter. Yeah, but you, you say that, but then I look at yours and I'm like, no, this, this guy's this guy's killing no, no, it. No, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> for for the guy, for everyone out there that says I want to fish. On YouTube, you are a not even a one percenter. You're you're like a, a point zero 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 one percenter. This is luck of anyone. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Believe, it is. I don't believe in there's that. There's a lot of luck. It was timing. It's the same thing. Timing, I mean, is, timing huge. is huge. Which, which, timing is huge. But there's there's a difference in timing and luck. Yeah. Yeah, I timed it well. You timed it very well. And I worked hard for well a few years. So <laughs> I guess we talked about that a lot last podcast. But what I want to talk about now is I want to kind of get deeper. And you know me. I don't prepare for these. I don't take notes. That's my entire life. I actually tried to come down to your house on Tuesday while you were in Nashville. So that's how prepared I was. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, hey, you want to come do this podcast? And you're like, yeah, man. I'm going down south anyway to be with Demo and Matt Best. And I said, cool. I'm available any day but Wednesday. Guess the day I tried to show up. And you tried to show up Wednesday. Wednesday. (laughs) See, I even had the days wrong here. I just don't, don't plan for anything either. So we're good. So... What I want to want to talk about though is like, who who were you before the military, and then who are you now, and what what has that done to your personality? I was lost before the military. Okay, God, I had no idea what I want to do with my life. I'm being right. serious. I wasn't totally expecting that. Yeah, answer. I was super lost. Look, I, I mean, hell, I was working at a uh, what was I doing? I was pushing carts at Walmart. That's literally what I did. I pushed carts at Walmart. I had 
No How high school. Not high school diploma. I was 17 at the time. 18. Okay. Right in there. I didn't have anything. My dad had just died that same year prior. And I didn't live with my mom. And I didn't have really anywhere to go. So I was like in this weird transient phase. So I just worked at Walmart, push carts, and I gambled every day. Went to the casino every day, played blackjack. That's all I did. So what, what made you sign up? Uh, I saw guys walk out of the oh, – when I was pushing carts, I mean, another gentleman – and uh, we saw army guys walk out. I was like, that looks really cool. I want to go do that. And that's literally it. I walked over to them, and they asked me what I want to do. So I went to the office. I took some tests, and I wasn't really the brightest guy in the world, clearly. Yeah. I had a – That yeah, I really, debatable. Well, it depends on what you're talking guy, about. Very when, humble guy. When we're talking about, like, book smarts, not a chance. And that's what – I took okay. the test, and they're like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I want to go kick indoors. And that's how I got my job. That's I, really no, what you said. I want to kick. Yeah, indoors. I want to be the guy that kick indoors. That's, that's what you told the what recruiter. Told She's like, okay, so you want to be an infantryman? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do that. I don't know. Okay, then, then uh, I you... watched videos on YouTube on what an infantry guy was and what they did. I had no idea. So then, did, did you shoot before? No, not really. Had no. you had you shot before uh, a gun, maybe a shotgun or a pistol or something, but nothing like crazy. Never a nah. rifle. No, no, because I went when I when I had, I actually hadn't even told. I didn't tell my girlfriend at the time. I didn't tell my mom. Didn't tell my grandparents. I literally went, joined. Um, I didn't even tell anybody until after I went to Meps and signed all my paperwork and had my physicals. I was like, oh yeah, I joined the army. Now, like I, I think I shipped out like July, I think, and I had I joined in June, shipped out two weeks later. And that's still your personality. Yeah, I do everything. Yeah, yeah, by the way, I joined the Army. Yeah, I joined the Army. That's pretty much what I did. Oh, yeah, I, I bought well, this. I bought, uh, I bought a truck. Yeah, I, bought, yeah. I bought a sports car. Yeah. I bought a ranch. Why not? Yeah, that's what happens. Okay. <laughs> so you go in infantry, and yeah. they go, here you go, and you, here's a rifle. And you said, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've seen really, them in the movies. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, I remember I was sitting at my grandparents' house, and they were looking at uh, the U.S. Army's website, goarmy.com, I think is what it was. And they had a guy who was a, an infantry, and then you'd click on it, and then it would show you all the jobs you could do in the infantry. And then one of them was sniper, and I was like, I want to do that. I literally saw it on a computer okay. screen. I was like, I want to do that. That looks cool. The reason I even ask is because a lot of snipers will say, oh, I shot my first BB nah. gun. I was seven years old with my dad oh, I had shooting that kind squirrels. Of stuff. Yeah, I, shot my, I did shoot BB guns. I shot birds all the time out of the, the barn. But... I do remember when I was a kid, I shot a bird, a barn swallow out of the sky with a BB gun. I was like, holy shit, that was so a good you shot. So you were good. You knew that you had a good yeah, shot. Yeah, I could shoot, yeah. But I just didn't, I never was taught how to shoot far. I mean, I just shot BB guns or little lever actions or something. Nothing, but nothing crazy. But did you consider yourself different than any of your other friends at your shooting No, skill? not at all. No. Like different than like Nick Irving, who's like, yeah, I knew at seven mm. years old I had a really good no. eye. I knew when I got in the Army that shooting was really easy. And then yeah. once I came back from Iraq, I was like, I want to try. I want to. I kept. I have the only. Even to this day, I still have that same issue where I always want to do something more than what I probably should do. And when I came back, I was like, Well, I want to try out and be a sniper. And then when I came back from that, and I got kind of plateaued where there I could go only as far as I could. I came back from Afghanistan. I was like, Well, now I want to try out for special forces. And now I want to do this. And that's kind of where I kept. Even in life, it's the same. So you came back from your first war. Yeah, and, and like, we're not. Good. You were just infantry. Yeah. Then you said, I want to be a sniper. Yeah, and then I won the sniper trials, and then I got selected for that, and then they have a six-month waiting period for you to test and see if you're actually going to be good enough because it's so expensive to send one person to school. Like, it's exceptionally expensive, like really expensive. For the, to train one person to be a sniper is so expensive for the Army. They literally send you, when you get selected for um, 
uh, sniper section, you have like a six-month trial period where they test, they test you and they literally put you through school multiple times just to see if you can pass at this level. And then they send you off to school. Yeah. So, but then if you can't even pass it on, on the first try, then they kick you back down to the line unit and they find somebody else. Your uh, metal bracelets that are clinking around. Yeah. What, when, oh, did, when did that start? Was that both? Because one's Iraq and one's yeah. Afghanistan. What, where was that in relation to your story of when you came back? Um, these ones are both. These both these guys are from Afghanistan. This guy ended up dying in Iraq fighting ISIS. Four years later, this guy was killed when I was there. So it's Afghan- so that's when you were a sniper, Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, I was. So did you see much action the first tour? Not really. I mean, we saw it was totally different kind of war. It was so yeah. like they just fought differently. They didn't fight the same. Afghanistan, they fought, and they would stay at the stand the ground. Iraq, they would, like, come out of a side street or some shit and throw something at you, shoot at you real quick, and then run away. Hmm. It was completely different. So you came home, and you're like, I want more action. Yes. Basically. I want to, what's the next level up? How could I level up? That's what Because I don't want to go back and be bored. Yeah. Essentially. Not yeah. that that well, was, I didn't even think I was, that was I wasn't even expecting to go to Afghanistan in the first place. I was on my way out. I came and I tried out for snipers. I was a sniper for about a year-ish, and I was on my way out. And I was actually going to go try out for the Chicago uh, Cubs farm team because I had a connection up there. I was going to go try out for the AAA team. And I had a week later, I had got orders to for Afghanistan, and I had to make a choice. Do I want to... Go to Afghanistan with the guys I've been training with over the last year as a sniper, or do I just want to get out of the army because and be done? I literally would have just been done. I didn't wouldn't have even went on that deployment. So I decided, well, screw it. I'll go ahead and sign up, and that's what I did. I re I re-upped to go to Afghanistan. And Are you re- glad that you glad I, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my life would become way different if I didn't. But no, I, I literally signed up just for one tour. I signed up for an additional eighteen months just to make the contracts so basically. I would have got out in Afghanistan, so I extended, I think it was 12 months actually. So I would have enough time when I got back to get out. But then when I was over there, I loved it so much, I re-upped again. Because I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to make special forces. And then we're going to make it a career. Because you were borderline bored again? I was bored. Again? Yeah, because there's only so high you can get in the regular army. Like You can only do so much stuff. Like I had all the schooling I could possibly get. I had airborne, air assault, and sniper school, and all my infantry shit. There was literally nowhere else for me to go. I'd already maxed out, so I had to do something else. And so when's the first time you killed somebody? Um, first time. Which tour was that? It was Afghanistan. I didn't kill anybody in Iraq. Did that sure. change you? Uh, not really. Not then. It was kind of enjoyable. It was bad you, as much sound. You have videos on YouTube. I used to have the videos of that day. I had all the videos because it was all filmed. That, that entire day was actually filmed on a helmet cam. And I got drunk one night and deleted all, everything. Mm-hmm. I had the video of me killing somebody. Like, Why'd you actually, delete them? Uh, Sometimes would, being drunk brings out the oh, truth, God, right? Yeah, you, right? I didn't want those. So, you, you so those. something in your conscious knew that this well, was gonna this is gonna hurt you. I could actually go back and physically relive that day. You don't need a video. No, I didn't need. No, I mean, like I literally could wa- watch it. I can see it in my head. But I'm saying, if I could go out there and watch it on TV screen, then I can really. Literally, I didn't want to have to continue to relive that over and over. So what did that do to the dude that was pushing carts at Walmart? Uh, what did that kind of power change in you? I don't you know. That's a good question. To, to make no you become who you that. are today. Um, damn, that is a good question. How, what did it do to me? And I don't know. 
I can tell you this. I don't know. That's a good question. You stopped. You stopped doing those kind of videos on YouTube. Which ones? For the, a reason. The military ones. Talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't talk about on, on YouTube like that very but much. But you used to. Yeah. And you get a lot of views. Yeah, they got a and lot so of views. And so you would, if it was about the views, you would continue. I would continue there's only and there's only so many things I would like to tell as well because yeah. there's there's also my audience. I understand. There's a lot of kids, and there's like certain stories that you just never want to say out loud because some people they can't. Just mm, some shit should probably never be said, I guess. I like, buy that. Like seeing like women having to pull glass out of their face because a bomb dropped too close on their stuff and blew all the windows out, and now their face is covered. That wasn't our fault. Yeah. That kind of like you don't tell those kind of stories. You're not haunted by it. Well, sometimes, and that, I think I, you're lying. I, have, I think I have. you're lying. You, when you answer really fast, I feel like you're lying. Too. <laughs> I might be, but I just gotta like. <laughs> I just have no. no, 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 no. I'm fine. No, it's just I have my time. I, I know like, you're good enough now. I yeah, can actually yeah. get. Deep. You're right. I have to about twice a year. I go down. I'll go for about two weeks, where it's just fucking. Excuse my language. It's really rough, like real rough for about two weeks. Yeah, and then I'll be fine. What's the trigger? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to actually take note of. Um, I actually had I actually had a, a little deal happen about a month ago where I was for about two weeks straight I was bad I would I was not in a good spot but it was something had triggered it and then it like snowballed like kept going and going and going and going I don't know this so happens, happens to it, all of us is I it guess. the um, is it stuff you did or stuff you saw that's worse in the when it's the two weeks oh it it actually it's it's not something. Um, Hey, you could tell me to shut up. I know, no, I'm, I'm, ask, I'm thinking how to. So when I talk about a trigger, like it could be something as stupid as a smell that will actually mm. bring up a, a scenario that would happen. Because I remember this one time I smelled chicken nuggets or chicken strips, and it like kicked, ticked over to something, and then that turned into something else, and then that turned into something else, and then just went just fucking like domino effect the entire way. You uh, have you talked to people about it? Oh yeah, yeah. Does the army pay for stuff for you to go and do no, treatment? Well, they they would, but I, I've already I went and saw a lady in Florida. And the whole thing is so with when you when you talk about um, people with PTSD or PTS, whichever you would like to call it, it's, it has to deal with um, it's it's because we lived at such. I was fine after Iraq, but I lived in Afghanistan at such a high tempo like yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. For nine months straight, I am talking the highest tempo lifestyle you could po- imagine riding a roller coaster for nine months straight, twelve hours a day. Yeah. That was it because. And your your brain lives at that high tempo, and you're always trying to get back to that level, but you'll never be able to get to that high ever again. So it leaves you, what the lady explained to me is, with a chemical imbalance inside of your head that makes it to where certain scenarios and situations may end up triggering, like, I, want to, I don't want to call it an episode, but that's what it is. Kind of, yeah. That's what it is. But it just leaves you with a chemical imbalance where you're trying to actually get back to that that level, like I feel the most comfortable when I'm in the worst stressful situation in my life. Like if I'm about to kill an elk, I'm in like the. Ah, so that explains a lot of what you do in YouTube. Yeah, I and keep you going. chase, you yeah. chase the bigger fish, you chase mm-hmm. the most exotic animals. Yeah, I would actually. This may sound f- stupid, but I would like to jump out of an airplane without a parachute, and have somebody grab me. Tell me more about this. You mean another dude jumps out? After with me. a parachute yeah. after you and catches yeah. you. Yeah, I would do that. That would get me chasing to that. Yeah, high that adrenaline. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it till after Avery was eighteen. But yes, 
I'd do that. In a heartbeat. I know there's a lot of other people. Thing? Yeah. You can, can do that. you pay to do that? Could a civilian do that? Yeah. I watched uh, Logan Paul did it. He can do it. All right. Fuck, it's your life. And that would be a uh, really high-viewed episode on Logan's <laughs> I, TV. I don't even know if I'd film what? it. I probably wouldn't even film it. I'd, at that point, if everybody's 18, if I'm still doing YouTube... I'm, I've made it the longest I've ever seen on YouTube. I mean, that's another... Have, have people died from that? I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your level? What's your level of PTSD? One, uh, to, one to ten. About nine. I mean, I'm rated 100% because of it. But I had to literally go to Florida and have a conversation with the lady for like three hours. And she had to hear all the stories from start to finish. And then that's when she gave me this thing telling me what is wrong with me and then she's like yeah you're not going to be able to maintain a, a relationship for a very long time you'll never be able to hold a job you'll never be able to work for somebody i was like oh fuck thank okay. god for youtube yeah so uh, what's a what's a guy with a 10 have a, oh, over you i have no idea i just said you a know guys with 10s i'm sure i know a lot of guys that are probably worse off than me i just have my weeks and my months i mean you got people like it's all it's all person-based you gotta, you gotta realize there's some people I knew a chick that claimed it because she had gotten in a, um, a vehicle wreck in the military. Like people, I think it's all in the person. Like yeah. there's so many people yeah. that could, like the some of the stuff we did. There's like people eating, like people commit suicide every day just because of the shit that we did, and they can't actually handle it mentally. Yeah, like it happens every day. Like today, someone's probably there's already been thirty people that killed himself because of it. You ever talk to to vets? Yeah, I talk to them once in a while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's got to be a, a hard, fine line for a couple of reasons. One, because they bring up stuff you don't really want to deal with. I've gotten pretty good at it now. But three years ago, four years ago, I couldn't talk to it about it as much. Well, the other level is with you, you have a celebrity status about you. Yeah. So you're going to get people that just want to talk to you and you yeah. don't know the difference. Well, I can, I can weed through the bullshit when it comes to military guys, like instantly, like inst, like instantly it takes like 30 seconds. if I know if yeah. you're real or not, what's the test? They, they tell me what they did in the military. They tell me what their job was and when they were in and where they went. That's it. That's all you need to know. And you can know instantly if that person is lying or not, or if they have some made up bullshit, that's it. Like if you told me you were in, Kandahar in 08 and you were a Marine. Um, okay. And then I say, okay, what'd you do? And you're like, oh, well, I was a cook. And I'm like, okay, you were in the bad spot. You may have done something, but probably sat on a base. Yeah. That's, that was that easy. Have you ever had anybody come and say, man, I need to talk. I, I'm not doing good. I need you to help me. Uh, no, not really. I get the yes, not person, like person to person. I've had people send me emails. And then I've had people multiple times come up crying to me, like in public, and saying that we saved their life. They were on the last verge and wanted to kill themselves. And they're like, "Oh, your video saved me." And I was like, "Fuck, I didn't mean to, but I'm, I'm glad I could help." That's happened way more than you probably realize. And it, but it probably makes it in in some way it makes those videos worth it. Oh yeah, the ones that I posted. Years ago, were mainly just for people could understand that it's, it's okay. Like, there's a bunch of us out here that are all messed up in the head. Like, you're not the only guy or gal. There's a whole bunch. Look, I got almost 1.7 million people follow me, and I'm jacked up in the head. Matt Best has got, what, 1.3? He's pretty jacked up. Dakota Meyer, jacked up in the head. Crispy, jacked up in the head. 
We got lots of followers. We're normal yeah. people still, but we are jacked up in the head at times. Yeah, I can attest. You are jacked up in the head. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly in a good way. Yeah. Because you're just a fun guy to hang out with. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, you're also, you're a smiler. Like, you will smile through a tough situation. I I appreciate that. I have been known, I can get pretty mad, I guess, too, but I like to smile. If you're not smiling, what the, you need to smile. Look at you. you look, you're just holding the smile, too. Let's just get on with I'm you. Sitting, I'm sitting out there. Look, you guys don't see the behind the scenes of Granger. I just listened to a 30, 45-minute conversation about the most depressing shit in yeah. the world. Yeah. And he's just sitting over there just kind of. Just staring off the ceiling, and fuck. At the very end, you finally said something. And then another thing is, people don't realize when I'm watching you back over here, and you guys are making this music. I'm like, I don't hear anything different. And you guys are going back and forth over this 13 second piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally 13 seconds of a song. You guys keep just. So you're gonna, you kind of set it up where we have to kind of say what we were talking about. That was the most depressing thing ever. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't but, even say. Did no, I? no, it's fine. It's. Uh, yeah, we were we were discussing. We have three tour dates coming up in July, and so we have to leave. And so we started talking about how we're going to carry ourselves in this new depressing COVID world. Yeah, it is depressing. And how we're gonna how we're gonna represent ourselves as a crew, and how we're gonna treat mask and social distancing and all that. And then we had to get into like, well, what if somebody in the crew gets it yeah. so then we decided well then we're gonna have to do we're all gonna have to test before we leave every time and then you then you were talking about because the thing is is like even i don't have to worry about as much as you you say i'm quote-unquote famous but i'm just a guy on youtube you literally have to deal with like newspapers and shit showing up to your place and be like well i, I knew this is a bad idea <laughs> like you know what i mean i know and that's why <laughs> i don't have that problem you that's do. why i have to look that person at the, in the newspaper i have to look him in the eye tomorrow yeah. Uh, you know, from when we're recording this podcast, we're playing Fourth of July tomorrow, and I have to look them in the eye, Austin Statesman, and say, probably with my mask on, yeah, yeah. and say that I feel like we're going to follow the rules, and everyone here is going to follow the rules, and we're doing this because we're all trying to get back a sense of normalcy, and I feel like music, uh, I feel like music can save lives music is the best thing ever and you I love music just like you said people have said your video yeah. saved my life well in a lot of ways musicians have heard that when people say uh you know i i was at the end of my rope i thought this was the end for me i went to this concert and i thought i could i could keep going i could see that 100 percent. the music is one of the most relatable things in like human like history other than like race and whatever you want to go there but it's literally the most relatable thing ever because you can listen to a song and you're like, shit, that's me. Like, my, like I always say this, my favorite song is Granger's Good Guy, when, when the good guys win. I, that, that is the best song ever. And I don't even know, if, do you still play it in your, your shows? Yeah. You do? Is yeah. that still in the whole yeah. rotation? You guys should also see, I wish they would film more. I was telling them in this, and I wish he would film more of the, he films behind the scenes, quote unquote, but he doesn't film like the real behind the scenes, like the real behind the scenes. Because I just think people would think it's boring. No, it's cool. It's amazing. Because the thing is, there's so many people in this world with your talent and skill set. Just like you say the same thing about me. It's the same exact thing about you. Like, I couldn't go in there. And I don't even know. What is that box right there? What does that thing do? I have no idea. The microphones are plugged into that, and it's recording our audio. Okay, well, 
Okay. okay. Well, I didn't. But then that, that goes into the computer, which is recording. Yeah, but then you got all these things back there. Like he's got a lot of stuff that he doesn't show you guys, and I think he. I'm gonna try to harp on him this whole week. You need <laughs> to show more stuff. Like you need okay. to show more. Well, I started uh, a lot of my YouTube because you told me to do that. So yes. I should. I should listen. It's it's new. I I would watch it. I would have no idea what it was. Just okay. like I think you need to grow a mullet. Man, by the way, <laughs> your hair looks awesome. It's getting there. It looks like it's getting there. Uh, it looks like a futuristic warrior. That's it what kinda, I told it you. Kinda does. I had some face paint. You know who I kind of look like? Actually, now that you say that, that guy off of Peter Pan. The yeah, Rufio. Yeah, Rufio. 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 Yeah. yeah, off. Uh, Damn. Hook. Hook. Peter. Oh, no, that was yeah. Peter Pan, but Hook. Yeah. yeah. Damn, I do look like Rufio. Yeah, you're like a Blade Runner type. I will take uh, it. Character. Yeah, I know. It's going to get a little longer, though. I need it. So let it go. I keep just shaving this part. We're actually going to cut something in the side of my head for tomorrow. So you shaved the whole thing. I did. For YouTube. Not what well, I did on, yeah. Well, I needed a haircut, and it was at the very beginning of COVID, so I just shaved it all. <laughs> and then I went in to go, I was like, I, I went into the shop, and I was like, hey, I want a mullet. And the lady goes, you don't have enough hair. And I said, yeah, I guess we'll just give it a shot. And so it is kind of strange, honestly. Kevin, it doesn't feel very long here, but it's like nasty right here. Like that's gross. It's pretty awesome, man. It's a futuristic <laughs> warrior. You gonna uh, you gonna join us on these live streams? Yes. Today? Yes. Which is so f- yes. I actually enjoy those. Okay. And I think people right, we'll do that. Pe- people need a. I think I think the tipping thing's the best thing. That's another thing that those guys were talking about out there is people don't realize that the guys are actually they really aren't doing that great. And I think people need to realize no. they, they, they really aren't. No, I just talked to Justin Moore. I did a podcast with him. He's a really big country singer. Yeah. We're on with his uh, tour manager. His tour manager is working at a lumber store in really? Alabama right now. So like, that's just the life that we're living right now. Well, because you guys have no, no way to make money. You're, you yeah. literally make money from touring, but yeah. you can't tour. People think we sell songs, and that's just not. That's not a thing anymore, is it? It used to be. Used to be, but now well, back in Garth Brooks days, yeah, and everyone yeah. streams it for yeah. pennies, and it doesn't just doesn't even matter. So, well, we're gonna go to these live streams. You're gonna join us. Yes, I will be. Um, thanks for being uh, I'm first, here. first repeat guest. You want to do it again one of these yes, days? Yes, I love doing these things. It's enjoyable. And then and then we'll know what people actually want to hear me ask you. We got kind of deep today. Well, you asked me, because, yeah. It was good. I'll I'll answer anything you want to ask. And you smiled all the way through it. I'm proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. Good to see you, brother. Yeah, man.